Oh. Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can we just do a podcast already? Yeah. I've forgotten how to speak. Right, here we go. Uh, Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fruck Unwrapped, the Food Review UK podcast. We are back after a short hiatus, which we filled with an an auxiliary podcast for you with the Fruck Appetizers. But this week, we are back with episode seven, the real episode seven. Uh, I am Stuart, as always, and tonight I am joined by, well... I have, uh, after the amazing introductions that have been prepared by hosts of recent podcasts, I felt the need to raise the stakes somewhat. So, uh, in order to introduce my first wonderful guest host of the evening, I've prepared a small song. Here we go. Oh, wow. I mean, you've just fucking ruined it. (laughs) Absolute. Oh, fuck me. All that build-up, and then you just open your stupid mouth. <laughs> There's no Say something really important as well, like, oh, well. I'm not going to do it now. I'm not doing it. And now you've talked as well. Like, I expect it from him, but not you. <laughs> I can't help it. The, oh. no, Stuart, please play us a song. Right, I'll play you my song. Right, you ready? Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you shaved a bear? Just head to Alta Vista and type this guy's name in right there. He's five foot ten of perfect man. He's my number one guy and I'm his number one fan. It's Nathan Peterson. Amazing. Wow. That's my song about you, Nathan Peterson. Incredible. Incredible. That is a, a, just a tremendous song all round. I mean, being compared to a shaved bear is a little odd, <laughs> um, given given the homose- uh, homosexual tones. But at the same time, um, I'm, I'm, that's um, easily the best introduction we've had on this show. Oh, well, well, as we ripped into the next person massively on the appetizers, I thought I'd better make it up to him. And also write him a wonderful little song. So here we go. Everybody hates him. But he doesn't care because he's an idiot. He's married to Claire. Nobody understands why she married him. He goes on YouTube when he's got something to say. Some call him Michael. We just call him MJ. He's only marginally more acceptable than pubic lice or genital warts. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the nicest song anyone's ever written about me. There we go. <laughs> although, although it's actually incorrect because he's not nicer than genital warts. He's not. No, well, no. But I thought, like I said, I wanted to big him up a bit after uh, last week's rinsing of him. I'm just going to get rid of my guitar now, guys, if that's okay. Amazing. <laughs> it, to be fair, the song did say I was only marginally better, so I think that's sort of up to, up for debate. Yeah, it's like sweet or a saviour if you get like ketchup or mayonnaise. Actually, I have genital warts, so <laughs> I'm sort of, I'm sort of, I'm already there. It's just worse because they're atta- they're attached to me. <laughs> how can you be? 
How can you be marginally better than genital warts? I have some. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, sheesh. So, Michael, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I've returned. I was in the United States of America. The US of A. You had a good time? Yeah, it was lovely, thank you. Fantastic. We uh, went to Florida. I don't know if that was, if people knew that, but Florida. Orlando, Kissimmee, the Disney parks and the other theme parks, and it was really, really nice. Good. And while you were away, of course, Nathan and I got together and had a little... A little... Without you, yeah, that was that was a that was a a great betrayal. I mean, a nice surprise. Um, <laughs> no, that was really really nice. Um, I actually, <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> I, I actually listened to it in probably the best, literally like the best setting you can imagine. Uh, I went to uh, hashtag anecdote. I went to Disney's oh, Animal Kingdom. God. This was last. Thursday, went to Disney's Animal Kingdom in the day. Uh, we sort of decided to get there for opening so that we could get on the new Avatar ride, Flight of Passage, because we've heard that it has had phenomenally long queues ever since it opened back in, I think, May. Uh, you, can so understand, you can understand why an Avatar ride would be so popular, because, I mean, the topicality of a ride based on an eight-year-old film. Wow, good knowledge. Good film knowledge. Um, well, he knew that it was not a new film. Well, no, he got it bang on, 2009. Did I? No, oh, yeah. Boom. Go on, Bullock, yes. Um, <laughs> He's been researching Avatar facts all week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got there for when it opened. We got to, we actually got to Pandora, the world of Avatar, sort of around 8, uh, was it 8 a.m.? Yeah, 8 or 9 a.m., I can't remember when they opened. Something like that. Uh, but it was already a two-hour queue because they basically let hotel guests in early, and yeah, cool. Uh, so we stood, stayed in it for about five minutes until I discovered how long it was, and then I was like, "Fuck, now nah, this ain't a thing." Uh, so we left that. We went on the other Avatar ride, which was pretty nice—a little river ride. Um, blah, 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 blah. And then, so yeah, basically, we didn't get on it all day, and then we left sort of early afternoon. We were sort of had our fill. Uh, went home. I think we chilled out in the pool for a little bit and other things. And just throughout the afternoon, I was like, I was like, I like sort of depressed when I got back to the hotel because I was looking because this is like nearly our last day, our penultimate day of the holiday, last full day, and I was like looking forward to it all holiday basically. So I was proper depressed. Um, and then I was like, like, oh, fuck it, I should just go back. I should just go back. So I said to Claire, ask Claire if she wanted to go back and ask the guys if they wanted to go back. Uh, Claire said she was up for it if, if the queue died down to an hour. I was like, yeah, fair vibes. Uh, got to sort of 8pm. They closed at 9pm. So I, I wanted to leave at 8pm to get there uh, before they close. And they, the thing is, when Disney World close, they say they close at 9. They close the queue at 9. So even if it's got like a two or three hour queue, they'll be open all that time. Um, so I planned to leave at 8. Got to about 8 and it was on an 105 minute queue. Uh, the the other thing is I had heard that they overestimate the queue times towards the end to dissuade people from going on it and making them all stay there forever. But anyway, I was like, fuck it, hour and a half or hour, hour and 45, I can do that, fine. So I downloaded appetizers and I downloaded um, one of our other episodes just to re-listen to. Uh, went along, 
went to Pandora. It was also at night, so the whole place was glowing. There was like UV light and there was light up plants, and it was amazing. And the queue was so good. Uh, and I sat in, I was not sat in the queue, I stood in the queue listening to Frock Unwrapped appetizers. And it was honestly one of the most magical experiences of my life. <laughs> Brilliant. Because you guys just talked about me for like an hour. Yeah. We did. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart messaged me on the uh, on the Wednesday uh, saying, I'm just editing the show. We tore into MJ pretty hard last night. Um, and uh, I'm glad that it was... Um, no, I'm not glad. I was going to say I'm glad that it didn't offend you, but actually I'm not that glad. I was hoping there'd be a little offence taken, but sadly not. Literally didn't take any offence whatsoever. Well, we know that we don't need to pull any punches next time then. We need to up our game. <laughs> So the reason I've just allowed Michael Jameson to waffle on about himself for five minutes there, like a kind of prototype David Goss, is uh, that (laughs) it's very relevant to what we're talking about tonight, because in honour of the return of Michael Jameson, we've decided to dedicate this entire episode of Frook Unwrapped to the food of the United States of America. Obviously something that uh, divides opinion on the Food Review UK YouTube channel, because we are Food Review UK, not Food Review USA, but mm. something that we are all, um, I would say, quite passionate about, I reckon. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, it's very clear from watching the reviews on the channel, certainly, that, that you know, American food and snacks and whatnot get their fair um, fair shake on, on, on the channel. Um, I don't know what your personal view is, Stuart, because obviously it's not something we've necessarily talked about, and I'm sure it will come out in this show, but certainly I know that MJ is a big fan of American food, and I certainly am. Mm. Um, so yeah, this, it sort of seemed fitting to do this tonight. Absolutely. Before we get fully into, before we enter the USA fully, do we have any uh, any news to go through? Something reasonably interesting, I suppose. Uh, Tyrrell's have just, I think it's just come out. It's going to be available until March 2018 as well. They've just released black truffle and sea salt flavour crisps. Nope. Mm. Nope. <laughs> yeah, pretty much my view when I saw them. I was like, oh yeah, cool. Never will eat. No. <laughs> until, until MJ has a bag of the next Frog Buddies uh, meet up and he shoves it in my fucking face. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded weirdly sexual, but... Um, <laughs> Do you not like wi- truffle? Not really. I, I've not had truffle itself. I've had truffle oil. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's very possible that it might be okay. I, it's not something that I, based on the truffle oil, that I, I suspect I'll like. It's a bit too fragrant. Interesting. Mm. It's very earthy, isn't it? Very earthy and fragrant. Uh, I, have like a, I have a small... This is... I've tried to turn the news segment into Stuart Bullock news... I went, after talking to Nathan and recording uh, appetizers last week, I went to Five Guys. Mm. And it was immense. It was yes. absolutely immense. It was not the first time I've been. I went a couple of years ago when it first opened near me, but, but haven't been since. And, oh, I just, I want to go there now. I can't stop thinking about Five Guys burgers. It was so good. What's your oh. view on the. Because one of the things that. Whenever I sort of read the comments on our on our Five Guys reviews, one of the things that gets thrown about is about the price of it. 
how do you feel, especially as a parent, because obviously you're, you're, you're funding um, young Theo's meals as well. Yeah. How do you feel about paying what you do end up paying for Five Guys? Right. Straight up, this was our order. I had a, a bacon double cheeseburger with all the toppings. He had a, a, a little cheeseburger or whatever they call it. We got a regular fries between us and one refillable fountain drink. Um, it cost about 21 quid or something. Mm-hmm. That do you know what for for a great burger more fries than we could eat um, mm-hmm. and plenty to drink it's that's bang on it's absolutely fine I think if you're starting to get you know a, a drink each and because the drinks are quite expensive the fries are expensive but like I asked you guys for tips beforehand you don't need to buy a fries each um, the price is fine it's uh, I think that people have a problem because it because it's counter service. It looks yeah. like a it looks like a fast food restaurant. If yeah. it was if it was waiter service like a, a a Byron or a wherever else, then people the prices would be exactly the same, and no one would no one would kick up a fuss. Um, and it was a better burger. Yeah, yeah. That, correct. That's my view. That's my yeah. view. I'm happy to pay it because the quality for me is is there. It's it's quality ingredients that taste amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't care. I mean, obviously, there's, there would become a point if it, if they were charging five hundred pounds a burger, I probably wouldn't be paying it. But I think it's <laughs> at a, I think it's at a point where, you know, if I'm going out to lunch and I'm going to be spending twenty odd quid with with the wife going to say a pub or something like that for lunch, I'm just as happy going to Five Guys because it's mm. it's a, a, a meal I know that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, it's too expensive. Well, no, because <laughs> like. This is my favourite place in the UK. I can guarantee I'm going to absolutely love it. Why wouldn't I pay that? Like, yeah. and it's not like, yeah, it's it's reasonably pricey. But so, and also, don't forget free peanuts. So, yeah, correct. Yeah, and free, free refills. If you're worried about the price, oh. just drink until you've made your money back. Yep, exactly. No, it's yeah. great. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, if it wasn't for the awful vegetarian option, I'd be there quite regularly. I think, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not practical for a vegetarian. Yeah. No. What? What is the? They, do they have something that is vegetarian? No. Yeah, they have. They have either a cheese on a bun, or yeah. t- or toppings and cheese on a bun. Yeah. It's yeah. not. You know. It's it's not a proper veg. It's not even a big mushroom or something. It's not. Um, I, can... I don't know. You could what? You could do bacon, cheese, <laughs> green peppers, onions, <laughs> extra bacon, <laughs> extra bacon. Yeah. <laughs> no, joking apart. I'm trying to think what you could actually do to make well, it viable. Mushrooms, oh, don't, like, mushrooms don't they peppers, do, grilled onions. They do a grilled cheese in some branches, don't they? Yeah, they do do a yeah. grilled cheese. It's like four quid for a a burger bun with a with yeah. cheese on it. It's not. Yeah, I think I think Laura had it once, and it was just basically. A cheeseburger without the beef, yeah, so it's not, it's not good. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't that good. But then, I guess Five Guys, with, with all due respect to any vegetarians out there, aren't <laughs> catering or, or not directing no. themselves towards the vegetarian market. No. Really, uh, they can't do. Um, they can't do a vegetarian patty like a corn style patty because of the freezer thing. Although they must have freezers now because of the milkshakes. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe they could do. Yeah. But- Weirdly enough, that has sort of taken me onto a bit of news um, 
talking about vegetarian and 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 burgers and whatnot um have you seen that mcdonald's are trialing in finland a vegan burger no uh it's called the go on how appropriate go on explain your pathetic little joke finland yep i understand it's a country finland vegans are thin Fucking hell. What? That's alright. Are you saying no. fucking hell because it was too clever? Uh, yeah, what? yeah. Definitely too clever, that, yeah. You, uh, <laughs> what? Oh. That might be the most tenuous <laughs> no. link I've ever, no, ever heard. I'm sorry that you guys weren't quick enough to get it. Fucking hell. What, thin and thin? And vegans aren't even that thin. Yeah, it's I mean, not like it's not when you hear like about a vegan, you instantly think, "Oh, they're thin." That's not the lot, first thing I think yeah, about. Yeah, you vegan. think, "Oh, they're boring. I'm not inviting them anywhere." <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> oh, uh, nah, obviously, I don't think that about vegans. I don't have any opinion of them, having never associated myself with one myself. Myself. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's the McVegan will be released in uh, in Finland. What's uh, it got in it? It's uh, fresh tomato salad and pickles, vegan fries it comes with, and it's a vegan patty. New vegan burger made with soy-based products. Doesn't have too much more information on here, but um, it actually, weirdly enough, looking at the picture, it looks kind of tasty, but I'm yeah. sure that it probably... I, I have eaten... Uh, I, I do have a a couple of vegan friends and I, I ate at a vegan restaurant in York uh, last time I visited York and the food was immensely tasty. Uh, my friend Harriam and his wife were both vegan and I went to their house for lunch and the food that his wife prepared for us was absolutely banging. It was so, so good and all vegan. I mean, nearly everything was deep fried because that's how you put flavour into things if you're a vegan, but it was really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting, actually. A Rich from Rich's Kitchen, a friend of the show and also upcoming co-host, uh, he made, what was it, Ar- Aranciani for us recently? And that was deep-fried, uh, oh, shit, what risotto was it? It was deep-fried risotto. Oh, yeah, bacon risotto, that was it. And that was vegan. Um, no, it was, <laughs> oh, oh um, asparagus, deep-fried yeah. asparagus Ariane Chani Ani, and that was fucking amazing. And yeah, that didn't have the meat in, so it is possible, guys. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's just this isn't this isn't the healthy eating or the vegetarian um, episode. It's one that we will do at one point, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it's certainly something that I've got nothing against eating vegetarian or vegan dishes. It's just it's finding the right thing that that substitutes the flavour that you get from meat products, I guess. Mm. Yeah, fair comment. Correct. Right, enough about veganism and vegetarianism and nonsense. Let's talk about massive, great big portions of greasy, <laughs> dripping meat. America, Michael Jameson. Car, leads. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Incredible. Actually, before I just want to address one thing. Uh, we get a lot of stupid comments because we, we've certainly got one this week. We've got a stupid bloody comment. Oh. Uh, why are you reviewing a drink? You're called Food Review UK. <laughs> and we get it on a lot of the American reviews. Oh, 
Why are you reviewing an American food? You're called Food Review UK. It's a fucking name, you idiots. It's a fucking name, and I... Like, it doesn't come with rules. <laughs> the name doesn't come with rules. It doesn't mean, oh, we can only do this now. So just don't be idiotic. Don't make idiotic comments like that. 10% of our audience, roughly, is American. So one in 10 reviews should be American. So, yeah, anyway, just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, Good. Yeah, correct. I think I think your question was, this time round, what were the top three foods you ate from <laughs> America? And correct. Stuart, you've, you've caught me off guard a bit. Uh, <laughs> I, tell so, you, I take it all back about the Finland thing. That was the funniest thing you've ever said. That's <laughs> worth, I'll let you have the Finland joke just for that. Worth its weight in cold. Michael, um, what were correct. the uh, what were the top three foods that you had this time you were in America? Oh, oh no, no, no. Wow. Fuck top three. Give us to your top five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't even have a top three prepared. Uh, it's an ad lib gone wrong. Let's just... Um, <laughs> no. Um, so, one thing that really impressed me that I was just not expecting to be... Like I thought, oh yeah, that sounds really good, and it it just blew me away. Um, Wendy's. Um, so I've been before, love it, really really like it. Um, I had a new product there. This, and I will get onto the the product I'm talking about. But I had a different product that I've not had before. I had a chicken sandwich there, which was good. It was good. Nothing to write home about. I had a junior bacon cheeseburger, which was really nice. I really really like that. Uh, that was uh, bun. But very simple, by the way. Bun, burger, cheese, bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo. Very simple, very cleanly made, and just really nice with the salad in there. What did you ask them to leave off? No, I had everything. That was that was how it came. Get out of town. Yeah, no, it came like that. Google it. Alta Vista. It. Um, yeah, really, really nice. Just really clean, delicious. Just, just good. Why is it called the uh, Junior? Because it's small, um, they do a bigger one. So I had that on the side of my chicken sandwich, basically. It's like Five Guys, then, isn't it? Because obviously they're small one. They're, they're normal size burger, shall we call it? They call the little burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, second time I went to Wendy's, so I slammed two of those, two of those junior bacon cheese, and the baconator fries. Um, baconator fries. It's fries. Cheese, cheese sauce, and bacon. Sounds good. Correct. Um, and what are the yeah. fr- what are Wend- what what are Wendy's fries like anyway? They're really good. Yeah, they're really really nice. They're somewhere between Five Guys and McDonald's. Probably right. slightly closer to Five Guys. Oh, good good. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh, this will be nice. But it was the cheese sauce that made it because I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of sort of uh, nacho cheese or fake cheese sauce. But this had actually very little sort of cheese flavour. It was just like a salty, savoury cream. And it, oh, mate, it was fucking amazing. When you posted the picture, I think it was a friend of the show, Mike Harlock, who said something along the lines of, aren't these just cheesy chips with bacon? So is is it, what what separates it? Is it just the cheese sauce? Or are we talking that the quality of the, the cheese and the bacon and everything is just, better or yeah exactly the quality of everything was amazing uh the chips are excellent quality so that's your base 
The cheese sauce massively surprised me. That was delicious. The cheese itself was good. It was mild. Just probably the cheese was a bit where there was nothing to write home about. But again, it's cheese. Um, and then the bacon was crisp, but not. So, it wasn't that. It wasn't like Five Guys crispy crunchy. It was just like sort of hard crisp, um, but with a, still a little bit of chew, which sort of certainly in this vehicle is my most preferred. And it was salty and smoky, and it had a really strong flavour. And the whole thing just came together so well. Like, like obviously, it sounds amazing. It sounds like, like a very much an internet food. But yeah, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Can I, you know, can I just ask a question about Wendy's? So, where does Wendy's sit in terms of its relation to all the fast food outlets? Because, um, I. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there are any Wendy's locations in the UK. I believe there have been in the past, yep. um, but I'm not sure that there are any. Where does it sit alongside um, you, fast food chains that we get in the UK in terms of quality, in terms of price, in terms of public opinion? What's Yeah, very interesting question. So in terms of um, where it would sit in the UK, we, we really don't have anywhere like it. It is probably... Uh, in terms of price, it is sort of it is sort of the same in America at least. It's sort of the same as McDonald's and Burger King. Uh, I think the perception in America is that it's sort of along those lines as well. Um, but from my perspective, it's it's a severe jump in quality up from McDonald's and like Burger King and whatnot. Like it is bloody good food, but it's presented in a very unpretentious way, like uh, almost sort of less almost less pretentious than Five Guys, really. Um, and it's yeah, it's just beautiful. It's it's like it's like a very premium McDonald's, is what I'd say. Right. Yeah, there used there used to be one in Uxbridge for a couple of years, and I mean this is dating back oh ten fifteen years now. Um, so it's an absolute shame that it's been withdrawn from the UK market because I would I would agree price wise you're probably looking closer to a Burger King uh, as in so it's a little bit more expensive than a than a McDonald's but not necessarily massively so I would definitely say as well it's 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 a nice gap between those Burger King McDonald's and Five Guys it sort of to me sits sort of somewhere in between that it's yeah it's premium but it's not it's not. Not that I would say Five Guys is gourmet, but because of the price of it, I would I guess it would be considered more of a gourmet type burger. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's definitely more fast foody. Um it's yeah, it's really good. I, I would I would shit myself on a daily basis if if Wendy's could come back into the I think I made that sound like that would be a good thing, shitting myself daily, but <laughs> um but no, if if I found out that they were suddenly re entering the UK market, I'd be over the fucking moon because the day that it left Uxbridge was horrendous from a food point of view for me because it is, I would say it's way better than those two, the burgers, right. McDonald's. Yeah, it's wow. It's really like the beef as a flavour comes through really strong. It's juicy like a Five Guys, um, but not as expensive. It's a fanta- It would be a fantastic entrant into the um, burger market. Okay, cool, man. Um, go on then, Michael. What was your second? Second. Uh, so was that was that your third the baconator fries was that your third best? They're not really in any order. Oh, you uh, yeah. Oh, what? This is my top three in no order. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, left the left the in no order bit till later. No, that's probably my number one actually. Um, right. Number two. Finish with that one then. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'll change them around in the edit. So yeah, that, that's probably number three. Uh, number two. 
Number two was um, probably Texas Roadhouse. Uh, now, Texas Roadhouse is a steak joint, basically. Um, you walk in and the floor, and it's, it is a chain. Uh, you walk, but I think they're quite a small chain. You walk in and the sort of ground is covered in sawdust, which is kind of weird. And not sawdust, um, peanut shells which is sort of weird and cool and funky. There's like a little butcher's counter at the front and you can see the, the steaks. Um, and it's just like, it's just like amazing, good quality, affordable steaks. Like I had a, uh, oh yeah. So you're, so in America at restaurants, you usually get some kind of free item. Um, so red lobster have got their biscuits, Olive Garden have got their garlic breadsticks. Uh, Texas Roadhouse have got these fresh, beautiful, shiny little rolls, bread rolls, uh, with whipped cinnamon butter. And they are so fucking good. They're so good. I don't know. I don't know whether that was the cinnamon, the butter, or the combination. Combination of two. Oh. I yeah, l- I, yeah I, love a, I love a bit of cinnamon. Oh, mm. that's, honestly, they're so good. I had like I had like three or four, I think. Of um, you did, good lad. Standard. Uh, and then what I ordered for my main was um, uh, the the sides are sort of. I had green beans and they were fine. They were a little bit weird. They tasted like they were cooked in fish or something like anchovy or something. But so it tasted a bit weird. But whatever. Uh, the the fries were really nice. They were long steak fries, and they were they were really long actually. Uh, but the star of the show was the sixteen ounce uh, sirloin, um, just twenty dollars. Fine. Sorry, how many dollars? Twenty dollars. Um, yeah, twenty dollars. Wow. For sixteen ounces, um, and it was just it was just absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Because I bloody bloody love a steak, but the problem with them is mm. I'm never satisfied. It was way mm. too small, so this yeah. was just just the right size for me. Um, yes, that was that was immense. Yeah, how like um, how cinnamony is the cinnamon cinnamony butter? Um, mid it... mid cinnamony. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh... more than a hint. It's more than a hint of cinnamon. It's definitely oh, yeah. something you you can pick up on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> I do love it. I saw you post about it, and I thought I don't really. I can't even imagine what that would taste like. Like I can't. It's not something that I could. I could picture on my taste buds. Yeah, because it, um, it it almost sounds quite weird. Like almost like it sort of won't go. But oh, yeah. I, no, no, I get it completely. Completely get it. The thing about cinnamon is cinnamon, cinnamon isn't inherently sweet. No. no. Um, so I'm I'm just imagining garlic bread, but instead of garlic, it's cinnamon. So yeah, correct. Yeah, maybe MJ <laughs> should knock up a uh, fusions video to see if he can replicate it in the UK. Uh, wow! So, so so I still can't taste it. <laughs> he could send it to you. <laughs> I could. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'd be lovely. Yeah. Or he could he could review it um, as professionally as he normally does on the channel, and through his words, you'd be able to. Um, decide what you think it tastes like. Like those superheroes that MJ mentioned yeah. on a previous podcast. That's yeah. it. Chew Super Jews. Super Jews. Yeah. Chew it. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good, Nathan. Uh, should we have your number one then, Michael? Uh, yes, yeah, so the number one. It is very difficult to decide. 
but I think I'm going to go with this. Um, well, well, hang on. What? what? Yeah, because yeah, right. it would have been one of the other two. It's hard just to <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's something that I've had that I've not. So last year, Claire and I went to Washington for our honeymoon, um, and I had a product from Domino's called the Wisconsin Six Cheese Pizza. Now it was on a pan base, so I never had Domino's pan before, and that it by itself was absolutely delicious. Um, so imagine like a thick. It's literally actually very very similar to the U uh, to the UK Papa John's pan. So very flavoursome crust crunchy light amazing um but of course it's got six cheeses on and a nice rich tomato sauce so i tried that last year you're saying that you're saying that uh, papa john's tomato sauce isn't nice <laughs> oh no probably probably equally as nice to be honest the, honestly that papa john's deep <laughs> don't know why this happened that papa john's deep crust is i would say the closest to a u.s takeaway pizza but it's still not as good Still. Can I just interject there, just because we're on on that subject? Having had it for the first time a couple of weeks ago, I would absolutely one hundred percent agree with that. I've not had much pizza in the US, however, that deep pan that they've brought out is arguably my favourite now base for a pizza in the UK. It's it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Genuinely, when when you did your review, I was like, oh. I'm, not too much of a dough kind of fan, so actually it's probably good that I didn't go because I don't know if I would have been able to sort of promote it without feeling false. Having had it now, I'm so fucking jealous that I didn't get to go. Oh, it no. was amazing. Yeah, Continue. correct. I, I will say, actually, I did. I had it at the weekend, um, and it was not as good. So I think it it was still really, really good, and it's like, I still loved it. But it was not as good, I think. So it does vary branch by branch, is what I'm saying. Um, and time I think, by time. You, I'm sure that if you had it another day, it might be better. Yeah, exactly. I, I, from what I could tell, I don't think they used enough butter oil, but um, which I'm sure would make all the difference. But uh, yeah, there we go. Um, so this time around, I had the Wisconsin 6 cheese, which, by the way, I think is it's feta, provolone, asiago, mozzarella... I believe cheddar, and I can't remember what the last one is. Um, Something ridiculous like Monterey Jack, or they put that on cheese, on pizza a lot, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I had the Wisconsin Six Cheese with added pepperoni. So that my problem with it when I had it last year was that it was that it had no meat. It was it was a vegetarian pizza, which I does not sit comfortably with me. Um, but adding the pepperoni just absolutely blew the balls off of it. Oh, it sounds like an amazing pizza, man. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, seriously good. Fantastic. Was, was there anything that you had in America that really disappointed you? There was actually, yeah. Um, what the fuck was it? There was one thing that I was... I've got my food diary right in front of me. So I'll have a quick look now. Oh, what was it? What? Oh, Boat Boathouse didn't really disappoint me. So we went to the... Um, a place at Disney Springs called Boathouse for our one year anniversary. And it was, it was really nice. It was good, but it was like, we'd heard it was absolutely unbelievable. And it definitely was not unbelievable. Um, so, but it wasn't that there was one thing that I was bitterly disappointed with. 
do, 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 do. I'm just checking now. Butterbeer was amazing as always. Oh, I have to talk about that in a minute. I'll talk about that in two seconds. Yeah. Did Jason Cockroft get to eat a giant bug that tasted chicken? No, he didn't. We didn't find one. Oh. Did he? Oh, did you get to try your? Um, oh, you did your your grey stuff? Yeah, grey stuff. Really just, good. Yeah, but it was just cupcakes, wasn't it? It is. However, the grey stuff itself. So, um, another shout out for Rich's kitchen. Um, for Claire's birthday, I asked Rich to make Claire some foodstuffs. Um, and one of the things that he made was so, so fucking good. Uh, they were Nutella stuffed cupcakes with mint or Nutella stuffed mint chocolate cupcakes with mint chocolate uh, butter, um, Swiss meringue buttercream icing. So... Mm-hmm. And they were so good. Like the the icing was so so light. They the texture was incredible, and it was basically really similar to that. So an incredibly light sort of aerated icing. Um, yeah, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm just you found you nearly. What oh. I'll actually do to, in a minute as well. I'll just go through this day by day, saying what my like sort of. And it, not not day by day, but I'll say what my favourite sort of things were. Uh, Nathan, yes, George. Nathan, right. So we know that MJ goes to America lots and lots and lots. How how frequently? How many times have you been? How frequently do you go? I know you went to Chicago earlier in the year. Yeah, uh, I've been. Let me think. One, two, three. Five times I've been to America right. five times, um, hoping got already plans for uh, six and seven. Cool. Um, love America. Um, love food. Love their love their food culture. They're um, very much. Uh, they've got a very wide variety of foods to try in America. And I know we do probably here, but obviously, given that that it's a new. Uh, landscape a lot of the varieties they have over there or adaptations of, of food that we get here it, it's it's just different they they do things in a different way mm. um take for example something we've just been talking about pizza mm-hmm. i've got to the point in my life where I'll, I'll eat a pizza i'll enjoy a pizza but generally speaking i'm kind of tapped out on them as a as a, as a food concept i just sort of I always feel that if, if if I ever order a pizza to eat for takeaway afterwards, I'm like, nah, that was okay. I wish I'd had wish I'd had something else. Um, but having been over to Chicago, the two that I had whilst there were just just reinvented the game for me. It, it was they were so full of flavour, um, ridiculous. And, and that's the thing I love about the food over there. That even mm. even the stuff that we're familiar with is just it's just another fucking level. It's just ridiculous. Um, everything's amped up, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how much of that's partly due to the fact that they have more relaxed uh, laws and regulations with regards to additives and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, it makes for bloody tasty stuff. I think one of the... I, I haven't been anywhere near. Like you, I, we're planning a trip to America um, and really looking forward to it. it was the last time I went was for, was for my honeymoon. Um, and, yeah, I mean, even just down to little things like donuts... 
Now, I'm not yeah. talking Krispy Kreme. I'm not talking chain donuts. I'm t- like mom and pop donut shops. Yeah. With just these big, amazing, delicious, fantastic things. Um, my, my, one of my favorite things about America is the, the, the breakfast. Pancakes, bacon, and maple syrup. I mean, I'm a glutton. I I just I I just want to shove delicious food into my fat face all day long. Like you go to some, for example, the IHOP, okay, which is chain oh. uh, chain chain pancake restaurant place, and you order your stack of pancakes. Like I remember sitting there the first day that we went, and you sit down, and the first thing that gets us like they've got chili sauce on the table, like. <laughs> I can put chili sauce on my pancakes. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Oh, wicked. So you're looking at it and you go, right, I want this three three stack of pancakes with bacon and maple syrup. And she goes, yeah, okay. And then what breakfast would you like with that? Yeah, so, yeah. I, so <laughs> yeah. excuse me? What, what? And she goes, on this page. And I go, oh, I'll have, uh, yeah, I'll have... Um, I'll have toast and hash browns and, and then they bring this plate full of other stuff. And I struggle. And then and they refill your coffee constantly and everything. The other thing, that I, American restaurants, and this is more like Mike was saying about the, going to the boathouse, the fact that as soon as you sit at that table, they're bringing you a jug of water. Mm. Like, why don't places over here do that? Yeah. Why, you know, I don't want to do it. I... I, I, I I tend to drink beer when I go out for a meal. There's a shock. But I'll often have a glass of wine. I don't want to be glugging wine or glugging beer while I'm eating. I want that glass of water. I, you have to ask for water in a restaurant in England. Yeah. What is that? Where's this, this? Everything, the service, the attention to the customers. And like you say, the free stuff. Like, you know, there's bread, there's water. Everything's there. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, you good. do pay for it, don't you? But, you know... Maybe our our service staff might be more attentive if they were getting fifteen twenty percent tips rather than do you know what I think sometimes I go out for meals and I, I'm with other people and I'm not calling people out, but people who don't even tip ten percent for good service and like you hear stories in America of waiters and waitresses chasing people out of the restaurant afterwards like you only gave me fourteen percent what did I do wrong and maybe. I mean, I don't know. How do you find tipping culture in America? I it's, it's a hard one because obviously it's it's something that we all know is is a, is a big, big thing in that in that country. Um, I think Nate. I want to interject and say that I think Nate's views on tipping is is quite controversial. Yeah. It, well, yes and no. It's not controversial because it's my opinion. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, no, in, in America, I, I will tip with the standard because I understand that's their culture. And as you say, I mean, I've heard stories of, of people working in restaurants that are being paid something ridiculous, like $2 an hour. And so I know yeah. that their their livelihood really does depend on their tips. Like it's basically their wage is is the tip. And in the UK, um, he will only tip white people. But you heard him, folks. It's not controversial because it's just his opinion. <laughs> Oh my lord, Michael Jameson. Do you remember last week when we had that show where we didn't have to cut anything offensive out? Oh god. <laughs> oh. That's fine. 
Um, depending on whether or not Stuart leaves that bit in, those words are not mine. You can actually find out what my views are in terms of the UK tipping by visiting Food Review UK Taste Buds episode regarding tipping. Um, it's got nothing to do with the ethnicity of the waiter or waitress. It's just simply laziness, I guess. I just forget to tip while I'm in the UK because it's not the same. Although it's 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 still frowned upon, like Stuart said there about how people don't tip. It's not because I don't want to tip. It's not because I don't you know I just I generally don't have cash on me to tip, and I just forget to put it in when I'm doing the card machine. Wow. I Even... don't like to tip using the card machine. Um, yeah. I, I, I won't do that. If I know I'm going out, like if it's for an evening meal or something where I know I'm going out, I will always make a point of going getting cash. I will also always tend to go and break a note, like go and buy a packet of chewing gum so I've got change, so I can avoid having to leave too large a tip. But I am... Um, I suppose it's it's a kind of almost stereotypically British thing. It's uh, I don't I, I, avoiding awkwardness at all costs. So I I will over prepare. I will I will take ten minutes out of my day to go and get cash, make sure I've got change, just so that I can um, that I can tip appropriately. But I am I I, I do realise that I am quite I'm quite anal about that. I'm I I, I consider it. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be absolutely horrified to not leave a tip in a restaurant. It's it's a great virtue, and I certainly don't think I'm not saying that people shouldn't tip. I'm not saying I shouldn't tip. I, I know that I'm I'm a uh, I know that my view slash my attitude is 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 not the right one to have because you know it's nice to, to like you say reward good service, but I mean I just don't I don't tip anyone. Like it's, it's like I say it's different when I go to America America because I know that that is their massively their culture and like you say it's almost come you know it's almost a violent reaction if you don't tip over there whereas here it's more a case of rewarding good service and to be honest it's very rare that you have service where i think oh they've gone above and beyond and and deserve to be tipped otherwise i just Mm -hmm. think they go through the motions and they're, they're performing their job and with without wanting to be too disrespectful that is their job and they're being paid for that job um, if they if they uh, go if they go above and beyond, then of course I would if I had the cash on me. But I generally don't. <laughs> quite quite interesting that you said said that you forget to put the information in on the uh, on the card machine, considering it almost exclusively always asks you, "Do you want to add a ten percent gratuity?" But nah, you're hammering that that no button. Oh, I forgot, I forgot. Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. Right. So I found my biggest disappointment. Go on then. Is it, it Nathan was... Peterson? Appalling <laughs> tipping philosophy. <laughs> Work, nah. Working on a daily basis. That's a big disappointment. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Horrific. Let's not talk about that. Um, Taco Bell. Uh, had it. I've had it before, and we had it on the second day this time round. Uh, I was particularly hungry, so I ordered what they call a double XL. Grilled stuffed burrito. So it's got like everything in it. It's got like sour cream, guac, mince, uh, other stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, What's yeah. Like mince, spearmint, peppermint. Yeah, it is spearmints, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> beef mince, silly billy. Um, oh. Yeah. And 
bit into it, and it was just a sort of a really sloppy mess. It just had no texture. It was all yep. soft in there, and because it was so big, it <laughs> also it was <laughs> it also didn't have a good balance of flavour. So you take one bite from one side, and you'd get guac and sour cream. And then you take a bite from the middle and it'd be like cheese and whatever. And then a bite from the other side would be all meat. And it's like, oh, this is a fucking terrible experience. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't want that. So. I mean, I, I I went to Taco Bell uh, last time I was in America and felt, again, like, oh, yeah, Taco Bell. Because I love Mexican food. Like, like tacos, burritos, quesadillas, love them. Um, and found that it was, I mean, everything was incredibly cheap on the menu. But it was the smallest portions of the most disappointing, pathetic excuse for a like knockoff Mexican food that I've ever had. It was so disappointing. I think we went to Taco Bell after we'd been to Universal Studios that day because it was it would obviously had a really long day. So like, right, let's just get a Taco Bell. Really looking forward to it. We'd planned it, and um, crap. Utter crap. Have you had it before and enjoyed it? Or Yeah, I, I, I do still really like it, to be honest. But yeah, I think you, you do need to sort of curb your um, expectations a little bit. It is cheap, sort of nasty um, <laughs> food. Like, and like I say, like, I do like it. Like We went back later in the holiday and I had, uh, Chris, I had one of their new products, a crispy chicken quesadilla, which was really nice, really enjoyed it. Uh, but just really basic, basic right. bitch. Um, but what they do actually sell, and inc- they do sell a six-star product as well. To be fair, though, uh, the Cinnabon delights—they're these little tiny, like donut holes type things, uh, which are ultra crispy on the outside, cinnamon sugar on the outside, and then they've got this. Um, it's almost like a, a very wet cream cheese in the middle. Uh, yeah. it's, it tastes like cream, but with a slight bit of. Um, extra depth that you get from cream yeah exactly um and they were really good um but yeah that sounds epic yeah you need to go in with with you need to know what you're going to get yeah i think the the biggest problem for us is because we were we'd been all down the west coast and particularly in california we'd had like epic tacos like i mean amazing fish tacos in santa barbara and then you go to taco bell and it was absolute gash. Just yeah. um, anyway, have you had Taco Bell night? No, I was just going to say no. It's, it's it's sadly one of the things of the uh, American culture I've never I've never tried. Although from what I hear from a lot of people, it's not necessarily something that I should go out of my way to no. to have. But just we've obviously um, got quite a few American friends and fans of the show. Um, I reckon they're probably screaming in rage right now at any suggestion that Taco Bell is Mexican because I've often made that um, comparison when I've talked to some of them and their first reaction, well, it's not Mexican. Um, It's something that I think a lot of people over there are very passionate about uh, not drawing comparisons between the two, which having never been there, you know, from an outsider's point of view, it seems as America uh, seems as Mexican as it comes. Yeah, they sell burritos, tacos, yeah. <laughs> quesadillas, and tostadas. But if you if, staples, if you speak to a lot of American people, that almost their instant reaction when you suggest it's a Mexican is it's not Mexican. Yeah, I uh, think that's a very I think that's a pretentious and idiotic point of view to have personally. Not, not I mean, it is, they're right. They're not right. It's words. not Mexican. 
it's so, so far from being acceptable Mexican food that it is absolutely not Mexican, but it's supposed to be Mexican. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. It's like having an, an extremely. Sh- it's like having uh, like birds, like a fucking young's uh, boil in the oven fish and chips, like the sh- most shit fish and chips you'll ever have with a soggy thing. But it's still British food, still classic British cuisine. So you can't really. Like, oh, that's not Mexican. <laughs> Dick. I'm not going to fed my American friends that are listening to the show and, you know, potentially donating money to our show by um, insulting them. So, but no, I just, like, if that, that's their say, opinion. That's no, fine. I, nah, I'm, I'm happy that that's what they've had more nah. of it. So they probably they're closer to Mexico. They know the the real distinction. So, oh, just geography. Hmm. Um, if if you'll allow me, I'm just going to blaze through this diary and and nope. talk about anything which is worth talking about. So, correct. Uh, one thing to mention: Cold Stone Creamery. Um, I've, this is this is this was sort of the thing on my list that I wanted. To, it was at the top of my list of things that I wanted to try. The last two times I've been to America. I've known that I wanted to try Cold Stone Creamery and just literally haven't got around to it because it's an ice cream parlour and you sort of see it in malls. You're often not in the mood for it. So, like, if you've had lunch at the mall, you don't then, and a big lunch, you don't want them want to go, oh, I need an ice cream now. But this time I made sure that I had it. So I actually I managed to go twice in the end. Um, and also, also found out why they're called Cold Stone Creamery. Um, it's because they've got a cold stone at the front that they mix your ice cream on and basically get free mix-ins to any ice cream. Mm. Um, so the first time I went, I had just basic flavours on their own. I had cotton candy and I had sea salt vanilla bean. Yes. Uh, yeah, correct. The, the cotton candy was actually slightly disappointing. Um, still not going to beat the Baskin Robbins cotton candy, which is really good. And we can actually get in the ice cream parlours over here. Um, Sugar flavoured ice cream, pathetic. Yeah, correct. But the sea salt vanilla bean was absolutely delicious. It was so mm. strong with the sea salt, which is perfect because I don't fucking like, uh, as we know, I do not like when they places say, "Oh, salted caramel," and you can't taste the salt. This was full on salty and a really good quality vanilla flavour. So that was really, really good. Uh, and the second time I went, I had. Uh, cake batter and i had pistachio and i mixed in cookie dough into both of them which is obviously the best decision in the world um and i haven't had a pistachio like it in so long you sort of tend to get two different types of pistachio ice cream you get the sort of olive colored one that is very natural in flavor and very true to the sort of real life flavor of pistachio and then you get the neon green one, which is very fake pistachio flavour. And whilst I like both both of them, I actually really love the sort of fake luminescent pistachio. Yeah. And that's what it was. And it was it was absolutely what I wanted. Really, really hit the spot. So that was incredible. So I tried Arby's for the first time. One of our subscribers, Zach F, had recommended this. Uh, he'd actually made a very bold claim that their curly fries are better than Five Guys fries, which I certainly did not agree with, um, but they were still really good. What's Arby's? Like a roast beef kind of vibe? Precisely, yeah. Yeah, right. exactly right. What I had was a, I think it was called like a Philly Philly steak or something. It was um, not quite like a Philly cheesesteak, but pretty much there. It was lots of thin um, 
slices of beef, fire roasted pepper, and garlic aioli. Uh, and right. it, it was really nice. Really, really Sounds nice. Good, Mom. So yeah, that's all good. Love aioli. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Basically, just garlic mayo on steroids. Um, yeah. Oh, this this was an amazing um, uh, meal. We went to BJ's Brewhouse again. Uh, we went there last year for our after a recommendation. Actually, we went there last year for our honeymoon, <clears throat> and it was incredible. I actually had a fairly pedestrian main meal. I had like cherry glazed salmon last time, and Claire had the like basically a French dip. So lots of thinly sliced uh, beef in a hoagie bun with a with a basically a jus like a beef yeah. dripping sauce and it blew me away so that's what i ordered this time and it is it's like six star product absolutely incredible um however they do this thing for dessert this quite a famous item called a pizzuki so it's, uh, it's sort of like a pizza cookie it's a warm cookie dough sort of cookie in the like tray that they bake it in in the oven uh, with a scoop of ice cream on top so I knew I wanted that for dessert. Um, I just wasn't sure which flavour to get. Luckily, they do a pizzuki trio, which is where you get three different flavours, but they're all bite-sized, so they're all tiny, and it's like $10.25 or something. So I knew I wanted that. Uh, so then the waiter was amazing. He was a really lovely guy. He came over, he's like, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, yeah, I'll have the pizzuki trio. And he was like, oh, um, <laughs> you might as well just get the three full-size ones because they're three dollars at the moment so i was like oh uh okay <laughs> so we ordered that so we were absolutely stuffed and could barely fit dessert in anyway but we ordered four pizzuckies for the table uh and it was uh, absolutely hilarious sight it'll be so funny when we get that on the vlog um so that was incredible i will have an anecdote that i'll save for the end about mcdonald's because that's definitely worth worth going into on this even if it runs us over on the time past uh, jason and david goss for this actually let's stop listening anyway we're over an hour um <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave <laughs> i'll leave that to the end uh one more thing well uh, we went to disney springs towards the end of the holiday i uh, went to disney springs uh, no not towards the end on the final bloody day just before we flew it was the meal we had before we flew home um, we went to Disney Springs and we placed, went to this place called Blaze's Pizza. Uh, again, heard very good things about it. It's a wood fire pizza joint uh, where they, they've got like an old style pizza press. So they put the dough in the middle of it and just press it down. Um, and it's sort of like Subway, but for pizza. So you stand in front of them and they top it in front of you and you ask them exactly what to put on. Uh, there's none of this, oh, pepperonis a pound or a dollar, whatever. Extra cheese is $1. Whatever you want is the same price. It's like $10. Good. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I I saw that picture, and I genuinely thought you had potato on your pizza. <laughs> uh, I'm sh- assuming that was a pineapple. It was pineapple. It yeah. was pineapple, yeah. Um, it was only when someone pulled you up for having pineapple, some moron pulled you up for having pineapple on your pizza. Who was it that pulled you up for it? Was it, um, let's might have been there. Logan. Was it, it was either Logan or Eric, I think. But either one of those two morons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you're, you're right. It's a ridiculous comment. I well, will not yeah, mock Logan James. The sweetness of the pineapple with the juiciness. If you have that on a rich, meaty pizza such as pepperoni, I've said this time and I'll say it again, time and time again. 
Uh, it cuts through the richness, the saltiness, and the fattiness of the meat, <laughs> and it lets you have more pizza. It's a glorious, oh. glorious thing. I just checked, and it's actually uh, Eric Bylanok, emo Kev himself. Uh, yeah. Correct. Because he, because he knows it fucking irritates me. Um, <laughs> and, Why did you? Uh, hang on, sorry, you you went silent then. Uh, emo Kev is is one of MJ's biggest fans because he knows it irritates me. Oh yeah. Um, and he was the one that actually criticised the, the pineapple thing. So um, fuck him, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, fantastic tasting. Uh, in independent movie directors, terrible tasting pizzas, Eric. <laughs> terrible tasting pizzas. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, Blaze was really, really nice. Really, just a really good quality, nice, crispy sort of artisan pizza. So that was good. Totally different to the sort of chain pizza that you can get. Um, and probably the last thing to mention, really, before my little anecdote that I'll do at the end, uh, was I sort of mentioned it briefly earlier, but frozen butterbeer. Um, I absolutely love butter beer, but frozen butter beer takes it to the next level. So I had that three separate. Is it beer? No, it is. It's literally like a. So butter beer is a butterscotch soda, quite flat, sort of. I don't think it's got much carbonation at all, actually. Mm. Um, but it's like a very nice, very sweet butterscotch flavour soda with a thick marshmallow, fluffy. Uh, sweet, rich, uh, like slightly salty foam on top. So the frozen cool. version is just like a slushy version of that. And it's just, I absolutely adore it. So I had it three times. Correct. It's, it's such an amazing drink. But obviously if you're not, if you're not <laughs> depending on your uh, sugar um, level, uh, how well you can take that for, for I can't even say the fucking words. Um, depending on how like, how sweet you like your drinks, uh, it's an amazing, uh, an amazing drink. Yeah, it's my. Fa- I'll definitely have to try it. It's my favourite drink. Boom, easily. Uh, what? Like num- like full stop. The end. Better oh. than KA. Yeah. A punch. Number one. It's it's the highest. It's the highest six stars you can get. Wow. Oh wow. So a five for you. That is the highest six stars <laughs> you can get. For you. Yeah. 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 Oh man, right? No, I, I mean uh, to be honest, I've, I think I would have all, I would have almost certainly tried it anyway when I go to Universal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely, I've got to get on that then. Well, usually we would hit this particular feature much earlier on the podcast, but obviously with Michael coming back from the US of A, we wanted to hear all about his trip. But in honour of Michael's return. I am going to hand over to the shaved bear himself, Mr. Nathan <laughs> Peterson, for some hastily prepared quivia. If the release of this show doesn't coincide with my new nickname, Shaved Bear, I'll be fucking bitterly disappointed. <laughs> it's marginally better than beefy. Um, yeah, so quivia. Uh, put these together really, really last minute. This was literally minutes before the show went, went live, but um, hopefully we've got some decent enough questions in here. So are you boys ready? America. Correct, yes. <laughs> Minus five for MJ. Um, so he's already, uh, already uh, going to be fighting an uphill battle. Right, number one. Which is yes. the only US state which grows and produces coffee? Um, oh shit, bags! I'm gonna say Montana. Okay, 
Okay. I'm going... and, and I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong. No, it has to be somewhere hot. That's yeah. And Mon- Montana gonna... is hot. Is, is it? I think so. I think it's got like cowboys and shit. Albuquerque. Yeah, no, but it's... Oh, that's a good call. Albuquerque. Albuquerque, okay. Sh- uh, well, Albuquerque's not a state, you moron. So... Albuquerque. Still not a state. So it's got to be somewhere hot, but I'm also thinking it may be somewhere mountainous. So I'm going to go for Colorado. Okay. Which also isn't hot, because people go there skiing. Skiing, yeah. Um, I'll let MJ have a second guess, because he didn't guess a state first time either. New Mexico then, obviously. Okay, obviously. 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 Arizona. Uh, you can't just keep shouting states until you hit it because there's a limited number. Uh, it, is Hawaii. it is Hawaii. Um, oh, of course. Although Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, as Donald Trump would call it, um, also produces coffee, but obviously it's not a US state. Uh, the coffee. That's, hang on, that's, and that's like saying Kent. Kenya produces coffee, <laughs> but it's not a US state. <laughs> right, we can all name countries, Nathan. Puerto yeah. Rico is US soil. Is it? Is it? Yes. Is it? That's the whole thing going on over there. Is that uh, the president of the United States is not recognizing that the uh, tragedies that are going on over there is happening to US citizens? I didn't think that Puerto Rico uh, was. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a kind of dependent. State but it's, like in like Gibraltar, like I don't know, like Gibraltar or the Falklands but I, are to us. But I believe it still counts as U.S. soil, but it's not a state. Wow. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we good? I'll let you off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. <laughs> I, I, like I say, I yeah. did put this quiz together very, very short notice. Uh, look, hey, I am not casting aspersion on the veracity of your quivier, Nathan Peterson. Yeah, I've just, I've learned something. That's all. Okay. You make learning fun. Yeah, it doesn't matter how latte you came up with these questions. Uh, coffee produced on the Hawaiian island of Kona is, or at least was, one of the world's most expensive coffees. So I, I didn't get a price for it, but apparently it's um, very uh, very tasty. So if you get a chance to have Kona coffee, do so. Number two. Cool. Approximately how many turkeys are eaten at Thanksgiving in the US each year? Ooh, can, I ask, can I ask over. a question? Nope. I'm, I'm the question master here. Oh. Can I ask a question? Yes. How many turkeys are sold at Thanksgiving each year in the year? Because <laughs> that will help me with the answer. Um, you, you subtract about a third that gets thrown away. Right, I'm going to go for uh, t- $200 million. $200 million. Almost a turkey per person. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to go for $25 million. I think MJ used his logic a little better there. Um... <laughs> Which no one has ever said before. <laughs> He's clawed back one of those minus points. It's uh, $46 million. Um, oh. more than double what's eaten at Christmas, 22 million. Wow. Um, of all of the eating grapes, I, I assume the difference is not wine grapes. Easy. The... Sorry? <laughs> sorry? I said easy, sorry, carry on. I don't Muscat. understand what your interjections are sometimes. I don't... <laughs> Muscat. 
That's a wine grape, you prick. <laughs> but it's a grape I've heard of. Of all the eating grapes produced in America, what percentage of them are grown in California? Oh. 78%. 78%. Do you know what? That's actually a trick question. Um, California <laughs> is mainly a wine grape growing state, and actually most of the eating grapes in the United States of America are actually grown in the Colorados. Uh, so I'm going to say twenty <laughs> percent. I'm really enjoying uh, MJ's logic there. However, the answer was actually ninety-eight <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was almost entirely wrong. I was two percent. I was yeah. I mean... our, our, if you add our answers together, we are one hundred percent bang on correct. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. God, amazing, uh, amazing. Uh, number four. Uh, which American fast food chain has the most locations worldwide? Give McDonald's. over. Come on, McDonald's. Let's not do this. McDonald's is in second. You'll be interested to know, so I'll let you have a second go. Um, American fast food location. Most locations worldwide. Subway. Fuck. Bastard. Yeah, it's definitely Subway. It is definitely Subway. Um, Subway has ah. 44,717 compared to McDonald's measly 38,000. Um, <laughs> is that but, all? Yeah, well, 38,000 and change. But yeah, there's, um, I, I mean, there's, there's about 2,000 within a three-mile radius of my house. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant that that got a laugh, considering I was waiting for you to talk before I said my joke, which was, oh, half of them are in Aylesbury. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> It's funnier the way Stuart told it, though, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The remarkable thing is, though, McDonald's, although they are in second in terms of locations, um, their revenue is $26 billion compared to Subway's $11 billion. Wow. So it's got more than double the amount of money coming in, yet less uh, less locations. It's more 24 Finally, hours, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, more, yeah, more. Finally... <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 2012, there was a study undertaken uh, analysing the average American's consumption. Uh, it was at that time deemed that they consumed approximately 1,996 pounds of food in a year. There is a, Quite a lot. Yeah. Dollars over There's, there, isn't it? Oh, you made that joke last time we mentioned pounds in America. So Did I? Hilarious. Here's a new joke book. Um... There is a conception that the Americans are, you know, eat, have a poor diet. So, of that 1996, how much of it is food and, uh, fruit and vegetables? Oh, none. No. <laughs> no. Uh, what, what do you want, a percentage or, no, sorry, a, or in a poundage? In pounds. Um, like 200 pounds. Sorry, what's the overall pound figure? 1996. Basically 2,000. Okay. So, yeah, so 2,000, so about 1,000 will be fries, which is vegetable. So, uh, yeah, like 800? Uh, I can tell you that the average French fries is actually £29, if you uh, wanted the actual figure. How much did you say, Michael? £800. £800. MJ's called back another point. It's £688 of wow. fruit and vegetables. Uh, oh. Broken broken down as uh, 415 pounds of vegetables and 273 of fruit. Wow. Wow. 
So the final score is uh, Stuart wins with zero, and MJ comes second with <laughs> minus two. <laughs> Yay! I am the champions. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> quivia once again, Nathan Peterson. You're welcome. Yeah, well I done, appreciate mate. your quivia tremendously. Uh, we have no guest tonight, so we unfortunately will not be playing Sweeter or Savourier. So in lieu of Sweeter or Savourier, I have devised a special one-off game to celebrate Michael's return. Uh, I I don't know whether I've ever told you this, but I'm quite a fan of uh, beer. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, an America... Uh, have been at the forefront of the kind of global craft beer revolution um, for the last, like, 15, 20 years or so. So what I have done in this game, I have collated a list of American craft beers and I have also put in some made-up craft beer names of my own so that we can play a game that I would like to call Is Stuart Talking Craft or Is Stuart Talking Crap? So, there are no rules to this. You can just jump in. I'm going to read a name of a beer, and you have to tell me whether or not I'm talking craft or talking crap. Let us start out with beer number one, Love Spuds. <laughs> uh, for the record, I love this because it's very rare that I get to join in the games. I'm usually asking the questions, so thank yeah, you for having me as a contestant. Can I just say, this, this, this is awful that this is a one-off. This game sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> it may come, it, it, if there is an appropriate opportunity, it may come back in the future. Correct. Uh, I'm going to say that you're talking crap. Yeah, Michael? I, I think that's crap as well. I, I was indeed talking crap. Well done. Well done, boys. Thank you. Okay, beer, beer number two is Nugget Nectar. Oh, <laughs> No way, that's crap. Oh, nugget nectar. Nugget <laughs> nectar. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to go you're talking craft. That sounds so shit, it must be true. It's it's correct, Nathan Peterson. It's a beer. Throw Eggs Brewery. Ah. Nugget nectar. I'd struggle, to, I'd struggle to get that one in me. <laughs> uh, next beer we have... Zombie Dust. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, craft. Yeah, big time, yeah. Three Floyds Brewery, Zombie Dust. Next we have... They brew that one in Yale, don't they? I what? Go on, what's the joke? Yeah, Yale sounds like ale. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> I'm loving the ever-escalating reactions <laughs> to my bad jokes. This is, this is so good. You are disgusting. Okay, uh, is it craft or is it crap? Oh. Boris the Crusher. Boris the Crusher. Too bad to be untrue, craft. Um, just to be controversial, crap. Michael Jameson gets it. Oh. It's a real beer. Hopping Frog Breweries, Boris the Crusher. Brilliant. Okay, the next beer I have for you is Angry Zeppelin. Oh... Oh, I'm going to say craft. I'm going to say craft. Oh, I've done you both. Ah. Made that one. Oh. It, was crap. it was crap. Okay, next one. I'm going to do another five for you. The next one we've got is Beast Yeast. <laughs> no, definitely not crap. <laughs> Beast um, Yeast. 
beast yeast. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, yeah, I made that one up. Okay, next one I have for you. Uh, even more Jesus. <laughs> oh, what? No. That. I think you're trying to double double bluff us there. Like, it's too bad that it must be true, but no, I'm saying crap. Uh, for the record, Jesus as in our Lord and Saviour. As, as our Lord and Saviour, yeah, even more of him, yeah. Even... I like the suggestion that there's a, there was like a bit before it that was just called More Jesus. <laughs> and, one before, and one before that that was just Jesus. That's the shandy, that one. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's the alcohol-free one. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't believe it's Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, I really want it to be real. I really, I want it to be real so much. I'm going to go craft. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is a real beer. Oh, uh... Evil Twin Brewery, this is a, a brewery, actually a Danish brewer, but they brew in America, and Evil More Jesus was brewed in New York, and I'm desperate to try it. It's meant to be an amazing beer. When I get a can of Even More Jesus, I will top of the hops it. Okay, two beers left. I have for you... Just out of interest, if, if Jesus' blood is wine, what's, what's Even More Jesus made out of? Uh, a mixture of all of the bodily fluids <laughs> of our Lord and Saviour. Uh... The penultimate beer on the list I have for you, Oodles of Poodles. <laughs> Ridiculous. No way. Crap. Yeah, yeah. Made it oh, up. no. Uh, <laughs> so, what are the scores going into this final one? Have we got scores? Uh, it's a, uh, currently drawing, yes. Okay. You're both on 32. 32 all. <laughs> Here we go. The final, the final beer. Is it craft or is it crap? I have for you, Velvet Merkin. Oh, craft! One hundred percent craft. Absolutely, velvet merkin, a pubic wig made of a lovely plush material. Three Floyd's Breweries, velvet merkin. I mean, I've literally some of them. They're just ridiculous. Why? How on earth did they come up with these names? Anyway, well, uh, that that then is a, it's a draw. Oh. 42 all. Wow. Well done, guys. Amazing. As, that, as, as two people that don't really drink beer, I think it was probably suited that neither of us knew more about beer than the other. I think you both did tremendously well. We may bring Talking Craft or Talking Crap back if we get uh, an appropriate opportunity on an appropriate theme. Uh, but thank you very much for playing. I enjoyed preparing that game, so thank you very much for playing, lads. Uh, Shall we move on to our final game of the evening? A game that has become possibly my favourite after a very shaky start has now uh, wheedled its way into my into my affections. Uh, it's time for Nathan Peterson soundbites. Nathan Peterson. Without further ado, I shall now play for you the sound of Nathan Peterson eating a thing well Michael Jameson as you're back from uh, America I'm going to let you go first buddy cool I will listen now oh you 
Okay. Um... I mean, all I'm asking is a tiny bit of professionalism. Right, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. So, um, is it... Could could you consume it in a vehicle that would be suitable to travel at speeds approaching 90 miles per hour um, if you were wanting to change past decisions in your life? <laughs> well, firstly, I don't know, understand why you're trying to steal uh, Stuart's shtick uh, of trying to this ask... Is, this is what I do. Questions. This is what I do. Um, <laughs> could I eat it if I was Marty McFly? Huh? Who's that? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's a, a Back to the Future reference connected with this. I mean, yes. I, I, I guess there's nothing stopping me eating it in a time-travelling DeLorean. Okay. Is it? Is it a boiled egg? With the shell on. Uh, no, with the, oh, with the shell on. No. Actually, instead of stealing other people's bits, maybe mine should be ridiculous things that will never be. Okay, yeah, over to over to Stuart. Okay, Nathan Peterson. If this food stuff were to appear out of the Yorkshire flat cap in sweeter or savourier, fo- following tomato ketchup. Would I be correct if I had asked savourier? Yes. Good question. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Nathan Peterson. Nathan Peterson. Would this... Would Could this product... Could this product have been manufactured by either or of Jeff or Bowbridge's in their uh, in their role in the 1991 movie alongside Michelle Pfeiffer, the fabulous Baker Boys. <laughs> For the record, I've not seen the film, so I would have to um, have some uh, further research into what they put, what they, they made. Well, no, no, they're musicians, but the, their name is Baker. Um, no. Oh. Jameson? Um, I just want to give a shout-out to Bong Lungs on Instagram, mm. a.k.a. Ellie Too Stiffy, because he has posted an Instagram of listening to Frock Unwrapped, and he said that... the <laughs> Oh, yeah, this absolutely killed me when I listened to it as well. The festival bit absolutely <laughs> killed him. <laughs> And that honestly had me fucking crying. Um, right, you wore you wore the same coloured clothes as the pair. Oh, <laughs> absolutely pathetic! Absolutely, pathetic. you know what's pathetic? The fact that I had clothes for every colour. How <laughs> how is that even? How has anyone got clothes in every single colour? I can understand you, licorice. Do you get like a subscription <laughs> box to shirt and pez monthly or something? They send you. <laughs> they send you a random pez and a random shirt each month. Just one single pez suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got his up. You got to find it in the middle of the shirt. Um, is it? I wonder if there's been. A, I wonder if there's been a pez subscription box. Who because is? the subscription box is for everything. Yeah. 
I should start. We need one. to get on that. Yeah, there got, we go. Yeah, let's do that. Right, no. Yeah, we'll do that. Sa- one of them. We'll sack this podcast off. You've got enough of your own pet. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it a pe- Carry on. is it a petri dish with frozen Seven Up in? Is that sorry? That's your guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to draw this game out, aren't you? No, it's it's not. Oh. <laughs> Did you say it's not? No. Oh, I don't know then. No, I've got an idea. I'll say my sensible suggestion next time. Stuart? Yours would, yours will probably be sensible. I would 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 this would this product be appropriate to use as a lure on a trap for a perhaps a cat not a real mouse. No, because in the in real life in real life they don't enjoy this product. But if it was a cartoon mouse, then obviously we can play with what's acceptable. Would this product, would it be used as a lure to uh, attract a cartoon mouse onto a mouse trap? What, what I like about that is that we've heard the sound. It's obviously crunchy, crispy. And he's asking if it's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also quantifying the question by saying not a real mouse, a cartoon mouse, so we can play with what's acceptable. <laughs> so essentially, what he's saying is, is it any food ever? Uh, <laughs> I would suspect if we're talking about a fictional cartoon cheese, uh, cheese mouse, um, <laughs> they would be enticed by this food product potentially. Yes. Oh, so yeah, it's, oh. it's not traditionally a mouse-friendly. Uh, food but if we're playing around with what's acceptable then I, I yeah they possibly would eat it okay is is it the type of food that i may have eaten straight from the conveyor belt of a factory as a small yorkshire child <laughs> If I know a young Stuart well, if I know a, a child Stuart well, then the answer would be yes. Nathan Peterson, mm. is it a crisp? It is a crisp. Bonus points if you can guess either the brand or the flavour with one guess. Nathan Peterson. And then it goes across to me. Is it, is it a flaming hot Dorito? Not a flaming hot Dorito, no. Oh, you bastard. Okay. Wood... Hang, have I, hang on, have I won? You have won, yeah, yeah. But... Hang on, it's just for the bonus ah, point, isn't it? It's just a bonus, isn't it? Wood. Wood. Is it wood? <laughs> oh, is it, sorry, is, is wood the oh, brand or the flavour? Is it wood? Flavour or brand? No, no, no jokes. Um, is it prawn cocktail? No. Do you want to guess at the brand? Yeah, Walker's. No, it's kettles, sea salt, and balsamic vinegar. Oh wow! Precise. Oh, nice, nice chip. Amazing nice chip. I'd completely forgotten that when I first listened to it, and Michael has just uh, jogged my memory. But when I first listened to it, I thought it did sound like perhaps you were you were eating balsa wood, and that was going to be my first guess. Oh wow! Which I, um, yeah, but I'd forgotten about that over the course of the evening. That was a, a lovely edition of Nathan Peterson soundbites. I mean, I. I, I, my, if my memory serves me correct, I think that means that I am... 
better. The the still still the still the champion at Nate Soundbites. Yeah, I can't remember who's won all the games. I know you've won at least two of them. Uh, no, yeah, two out of three ain't bad, as Meatwell said. I mean, MJ's throwing out suggestions of of frozen seven up or something or other. Like, I think it's fair to say he's never going to win. I don't think he understands the game, to be honest. No, no Nate put something in his mouth. And we've got to, we've got to say questions and that, and then he he like sort of eats it or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's why it's called bite. That's why it's called bites. Yeah, that's what its name is. Yeah, Nate's bites. Yeah. Uh, when you when your own stupidity amuses you. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you oh. must be constantly amused. Correct. Oh. Anyway, it's nearly time to end our little virtual journey to the USA, but we're going to end on uh, something of a promise. And Michael Jameson has, has told us that this was worth waiting for. Michael, would you like to tell us your McDonald's story? Yeah, it's my little McDonald's story now. It's, it is definitely worth waiting for. So when we were in America, I was absolutely astonished to hear that McDonald's were releasing the Swetchwan sauce from made made infamous by Rick and Morty, uh, and we were literally in America for the one day that they were releasing it. Now this was an ex- an extremely limited uh, sort of batch and very hard to get hold of because of the very few branches that were selling it. Would you believe that the nearest branch? To where we were so the nearest nearest actual mcdonald's there was about there's probably two mcdonald's branches within a two minute drive of our hotel so that will probably put into perspective how many branches of mcdonald's there are in the u.s Thirty-eight thousand globally um <laughs> and the nearest, correct the nearest one in florida was an hour's drive away yeah, correct. And I was like, we are Food Review UK. We've basically got a free day. Um, actually, our, our plans did sort of change. We were going to go to the Kennedy Space Center, which was sort of fairly near to the branch. But in the end, we didn't we uh, we didn't end up doing that because it was a little bit too expensive. Um, but we did go. We made the trip over there. Um, and sort of as we approached, we were like, oh, fuck. This, like, I wasn't being ignorant. I knew it was going to be busy. Like... Obviously, because because if our nearest one is an hour away, people are going to be driving from an hour's radius all around it, minimum. Uh, so I knew it was going to be busy. But when we got there, it was fucking rammed. Like there was a big, big, long queue outside. The source was supposedly releasing at 2 p.m. We got there at about 10.2, um, which I actually wanted to get there around half one. But but in a, whatever one thing led to another we got there about 10 to uh we just about made it into the drive through line the queue for dining was out the door like way 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 out the door there must have been sort of like three four hundred people something like that floating around this area and in the queue and whatnot uh got to the drive through we actually got to the drive through window or not the window but the buzzer thing at it must have been about 2 p.m maybe one minute past two uh, so I said, yeah, um, I said, do you have the Schwechwan sauce or are you like sold out? Whatever. Like, so I was thinking we are literally here on release. They should have it. And she was like, no, um, we're sold out. I was like, okay, cool. Obviously annoying. So I was like, right. And she said something about they're getting 20 cases or something. And I thought you got 
for one location, which I've had to drive past probably like a hundred branches to get to, your one location got 20 cases. That is absolutely absurd, I thought. Obviously didn't say that to her. She's got a job to do. She didn't want to listen to me running. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I'll have the buttermilk chicken tenders, which were this new product, very similar to our chicken selects. Um, and we, we drove off and we went on our way. Uh, later on that day, I then found out that this shitstorm was kicking off at every single branch because, uh, no, I'd actually misheard her. She didn't say or misinterpreted what she said. She didn't say they got 20 cases. She said they got 20 packets, as in they got 20 sources. And this is just a, no- what? Yeah, this is just mm. a normal dipping pot. Uh, it wasn't just their branch. Every single branch that was doing it, which was, as I say, a literally a handful, a very, very small handful of McDonald's branches, they got 20 packets each. So they were sold out almost instantly at every single branch, and every single branch had hundreds of people there. It was an absolute clusterfuck from McDonald's. Do you, do you think... That's a joke. Do you think it's a clusterfuck, or do you think it's... They've generated more supply and demand for it you know the, the fact that this has all happened now that when they re-release it which they have now agreed to do they're going to re-release it i believe in december or something like that um do you think it generates more interest in it because of this even, yeah big time even even though it looks like a clusterfuck from a pr because you go oh that's a bit fucking stupid they only did 20 per restaurant do you think yeah. that actually if they'd released enough of it it wouldn't have been it would have just died in, in the news, whereas now everyone's talking about McDonald's and, and, and this source running out. So when it is re-released, people are going to be even more intent on getting it. Um, Massive genius I, marketing ploy. No, I don't, I don't fully agree because it was going to be huge no matter what. Like They could have done like thousands of sources. Not tw- to, If you've got, like what, say, let's say 400 people per branch turning up, probably two sources per, per customer, so 10 customers... 390 people you are disappointing and it's going to be people that are in our position as well who are dry and you know maybe if you lived in america you'd be a little bit more willing to drive even further um so i think the actual the disappointment they created isn't worth whatever pr they've gone for i i think there's probably a combination of two things i think it, i do actually think there's a, a pr stunt there but i also think that they did still also massively underestimate how many people were going to be interested in this. I don't because I don't know what the perception of Ricky Mor- Rick and Morty is in the US, but even over in the UK, it's still a relatively niche show. It, it's yeah, not, it's- you know, we're not talking Family Guy or Simpsons or anything like that. That's, that's really over. Um, so I think there's maybe that they underestimated the popularity of the show. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, even, I- and even then, it's not just going to be Rick and Morty fans. There's going to be people like yourself. Yeah. I know you. I know you do like the show, but um, at the same time, being a food reviewer, you're going to want to try it, even if you, you're not a fan of the show, because it's good for your channel. Yeah, I would I would say even the normal person, if they hear that there's an exclusive source that's only available in one location for one day, I'd say people are still going to travel hours, regardless of whether it's associated to Rick and Morty yeah, or not. So I, I filmed a full rant video that I'll get on the channel as soon as possible. Um, but also what I'm going to do, as Nate said, they are going to re-release it sort of as an apology and they've sort of, they've already issued an apology. I'm going to get in contact with them. If I can't get in contact with them, I'll speak to George, Georgie, our, our contact at McDonald's UK and see if they can get like a, a source sent over to us. Cause you know, we were over there. We took an hour out of our day, two hour round trip, you know, 
as I said, in the end, we didn't end up going to the Kennedy Space Center, so we weren't even going there. It's not even that we were there and we decided it was too expensive then. We decided it was too expensive before we left, so we did still make the trip. And that's it's just fucking bullshit. It was left a very unsavory taste in everyone's mouth. Obviously, we were over there, so we made the most of it still. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a little adventure, and it'll be on our vlog. Um, so watch that soon on uh, on the life of Michael Jameson. Well, I'm glad that. Even though Nate and I didn't manage to ruin your holiday by ripping you to bits on the podcast last week, at least McDonald's uh, <laughs> man- managed to upset you a bit. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They they did the heavy lifting for us. Yeah, thank you, McDonald's. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed our little journey through America with Michael Jameson, and it is good to have him back. I don't don't hold that against me. Don't remind me that I said that. Uh-huh. But yeah, it is good to have him back. And thank you very much for listening, because obviously without you guys listening, we are just three dickheads talking to each other and recording it. Um, remember, please, to hit us hit us up on the YouTube channel, because that is what Food Review UK is all about. Hit us up on Facebook, so you can interact with us there, on Instagram at Fruitgram, uh, and Twitter at Food Review UK. And if you've got any questions for the show, drop us an email at fruitcast at gmail.com. And if you have a couple of quid knocking around that you want to chuck at us, uh, hit us up on Patreon as well. And it is all very much appreciated because, like I said, without you listening to us and watching our videos and talking to us on the internet, our entire existence is pointless on and on that note go on nathan sorry on the patreon i should just very very quickly because i don't think we've thanked him we do actually have a new patreon that hasn't been mentioned Ooh. on the show right in at the death i did do uh, i did forget about him on the last show mr canada himself denny louis um Please. has donated to patreon so this is his dedicated little shout out and hopefully um hopefully it's worth the money he's given us just for this few seconds well i'd like to retrospectively dedicate this entire show to denny because uh, we like to go and visit america occasionally but he has to live next door to it his entire life so, <laughs> oh, so this is awful i've just found a massive piece of food news snickers yeah how the fuck did you know that because i was going to bring it up but i decided not to oh wow yeah, I've just seen on Candy Hunting's Instagram, in June next year, I assume in America, they're doing a uh, like a three-flavour special. Um, I'm guessing it's a choose between them. There's an espresso, a fiery, and a salty and sweet. Yeah, the, the fiery has chilli in it, in case anyone wasn't Ooh. sure what that meant. I'll be all over that. Yeah, yeah, that I've, I've been intrigued by that. The, the espresso, I, I think... These coffee things sometimes aren't strong enough, so it'll be interesting to see whether they can you know, factor that in well. The salty and sweet will be interesting, but at the end of the day, it's a product that has caramel in, um, so salted caramel is probably maybe it's going to be strong. It'd be interesting to see if they can make that strong enough. The chilli one, though, that should be easy. There should be no doubt about making that hot. So Big time, yeah. Um, that's the one probably of those three that I'm most intrigued by incredible definitely absolutely that was i mean that was very off script michael bringing up news literally at the death of the podcast yeah i know just saying saying goodbye absolutely shocking yeah i mean i was just about to say goodbye 
and you interrupted me. So I'm a lad, mate. I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah. We need, like, we need like a breaking news little beep, 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 or something. Oh, no, fuck it, that's cliche and boring. <laughs> I will. I I will literally. I'm going to sample that and we'll use that. Breaking. And on that. On that series of very high-pitched notes from Nathan Peterson, I think we should probably say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Good blibe. <laughs>